right. Now, he, now, oh, that, right, would okay, be, fine. that would be questionable if he was in the box. Yeah. He's fine. Oh, he's right yeah. here. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So let's just record stuff so okay. it sounds. Oh, God. These are high levels. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's excellent. Any, yeah, that's a really good point. Half of the last podcast was us taking keys out of pockets. Yeah. Well, it's nice to bring small jingly items with me. <laughs> I um I heard what happened to your X-wing fighter Russ. Damn I am. To it. I am sorry, so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm still really Damn sorry about it. Fucking massive head. Too far. You're actually going to put it together. It half works. Well, it's actually a quarter. It's the Last Jedi Poe Dameron X-wing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We need, to yeah. Lean, we need to make sure we lean in. Oh, okay. That's sorry. Yeah. Pop the little head off of... Uh, Don't worry. It'll find you. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. This was five quid from Primark, this. <laughs> good, right? <laughs> I should have... They had one in... <laughs> For the listeners at home. <laughs> he's, ta- he's talking about his penis. Yeah. They, <laughs> they had one in red and black, but I didn't pick it up, which I now regret. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> podcast gold. Yeah. Okay. So. We could do a podcast called Primark Regrets. <laughs> oh, we're, we're all happy with the topic, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I don't know what I deliverance can... and survival in games. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. It's the classic threesome in the fuck bunker once again for a little bit of the Too Much Time on Your Hands podcast. It's me, Tom. Hello. And Dan. Hello. Anyone watch Star Trek Discovery yet? Yeah, I need to talk to someone about it. I've okay. been asking people that so much recently. <laughs> and, and Ross is here too. Hello. I've We're... not watched Star Trek Discovery yet. Excellent. Tom, have you watched Star Trek Discovery yet? No, I haven't. And is even is if it I worth had... it just the last 20 seconds of the series? It's worth it for the last 20 seconds. <laughs> Basically every group Russ has been in. That I, I've it's Just the one group and I've said it about 40 times. Okay. It's worth it for the last 20 seconds of the series. Mm. Okay. Just wander around. In oh, is it a series? Well. I didn't even know it was a series. Yeah, it's a series, Tom. Okay. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm on a podcast about pop culture. And, yeah, and yeah, stuff, right. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. In actual fact, we are going to forego the usual. Um, what have you been playing? What have you been holding? What have you been touching, licking, sucking on? Um, been that little mess bit. Off. We yeah. might talk a little bit about that later if we've got time. But actually, we've been inspired by the release of uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Uh, a medieval survival game. <laughs> what? I don't know why I find that so funny. Why? Because <laughs> you said come. Oh, come. <laughs> and then I'm such a child. Right. I'll try that again. No, no. Keep We've going. been inspired <laughs> by the release. There's a little pause you left between the words kingdom and come. <laughs> okay. Kingdom. Okay. Kingdom pre-come. Watery ejaculate. Uh, whatever it is. Uh, so kingdom come deliverance, which is a medieval... Uh, sort of story-driven survival, very realistic. So we've been inspired by that, and we're going to talk today a little bit about that, um, but a little bit about uh, games where survival is a key element and our general feelings about that. We're also going to have a little bit of a look. Um, Dan on the WhatsApp group suggested something quite funny. When when games have completely bastardised history um, for their own ends to make entertainment, how dare they? Um, so shall I kick this off slightly with... Yeah, I mean, for my, I've got a quick question. Have you played it? I haven't played it. No, I mean, I've read the reviews and I've seen a lot of Let's Play videos. Mm. Um, and I am, I'm kind of engrossed by it. I mean, as a big fan of things like Skyrim, um, where I feel like I'm the one choosing the adventure and roaming around in that sort of medieval fantasy setting, the idea of playing Kingdom Come Deliverance actually makes me feel... Uh, quite excited mm-hmm. because um, it's set in that sort of medieval world. It's kind of realistic in the sense that it's a real place and time in history. Um, but from what I can gather, like the combat is is brutal. Um, you have to be so precise. You have to be so on on your guard. Uh, you know, like not on guard, but on your guard. You know, taking on two enemies is tough. Mm. Taking on yeah. one, you might come out okay taking on any more than two and you you're just i mean you're asking for trouble really um yeah really like in real life as well as in this game um and yeah absolutely but you again it's got this whole kind of survival mechanism where you have to keep yourself fed 
You have to keep yourself watered. You have to keep yourself clean, healthy. You have to treat yourself first aid. It's a constant struggle, it seems, to keep yourself alive in this medieval world. There's, there's been mm. a lot of games like Fallout um, New Vegas had its survival setting where you had to drink, eat, all that sort sleep. of stuff. At sleep, yeah, mm. and, and, and camp. And, and, you know, you've generally got the sort of threat of the, um, uh, of the wasteland anyway. But it just strikes me that we're getting to that point where realistic games that sort of punish you with overly harsh and uh, you know sort of low damage threshold like PUBG mm. you get shot maybe a couple of times and that's it you're done for um, it may not be as realistic as Kingdom Come but I just wanted to kind of open up the conversation now let's have a think about survival in games like does, is it a is it a pathway to true entertainment or is it a massive hurdle in the way of enjoying yourself generally I'm not a massive fan because I do enough eating, obviously. I do enough <laughs> eating and sleeping in the the real world. Well, I don't do enough sleeping. Definitely do enough eating there. Mm. But uh, I, I, it depends. If it's a fun game and that's just one of the mechanics in it, then then I'm fine with it. Um, Minecraft, I think, was the thing that's probably made this quite popular recently. I mean, Minecraft is all about you have to cook food, you have to eat food, you have to find shelter. And then some green yeah. bastard comes and blows it up anyway. Yeah, so, well, don't most people not use that mode of Minecraft? And they just use the free creation tool. I just feel weird if I don't when I play Minecraft. Anytime I've ever played Minecraft, I'm like, no, I'll, I'll keep the I'll keep the bad guys on it. Why? Because because all I'm going to do in Minecraft anyway is dig a hole as deep as I can go, and then not be able to get out of it. No, that's all I do in Minecraft. You just dig straight down. Yeah, yeah. It just regresses to being six at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> digging dig a hole. Digging a hole, guys. To celery The issue is though, when you dig a <laughs> hole on the beach, like you keep going, you dig, you dig, you dig, and eventually you get to that sort of slushy sand level where lava. It's well not yeah. Not in I, the game, in real life. I got to lava in real life. Lava in real life. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Under a beach. Yeah. Yeah? It was in Whitstable in nineteen eighty nine. In Whitstable, you reached lava. I reached lava, yeah. Mm. And was it scary or? Well, I covered it up again because I didn't want to fall in it. Because I was quite a responsible hole digger. You just put a block of sand. Yeah. Quite down, a responsible yeah. seven-year-old that found lava <laughs> in Whitstable Beach. I was going to say it's a responsible nine-year-old in Whitstable. <laughs> Isn't that the mystery? <coughs> Excuse um, me. Yeah, I mean, in terms of survival, I'm going to throw out another game which is doing quite. Is a game I have actually played a bit of, which is Subnautica. Ooh. Which I played a little bit of. Sarah's played more. And it's the whole idea is that you've crashed on an alien planet that is just all water, pretty much. And then you've got to survive in your little pod. You go out, you kill mm. fish, you eat fish, you make things Sushi. you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Um, it's But there's all kinds of... Um, it, I, I haven't got very far in it, but Sarah showed me what she'd built. She's got like a palace underwater, basically. <laughs> and she's got, now this is the submarine I take out when I'm going deep sea. And this is the one I take out. This is my little mech that I take out to go and fight sharks or whatever they fucking do in the game. Yeah. And it's like, so it, it gets to a point where people love these survival games. But they what they love doing really in is showing how well they survived to a point where they're doing better <laughs> than they, they would do on this planet in those games. Just like, well, a bit of mech. You know, I, yeah, I still have to eat, but... Eating eating is what I do in between um, lowering the fish population of this planet. <laughs> so yeah, but um, I have like the look of Subnautica. I, I I've seen yeah, a couple totally of lovely. Hmm. yeah I've seen a couple of videos and it, it seems like it's got quite a cool story. Yeah, you don't crash, do you? You're shot down. Your yeah. ship is shot down. It's like and you find out that the planet's like under quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Um, because of some virus and you catch that virus, then you have to heal yourself when you find loads of alien tech and stuff like that. Mm. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah, um, I love that bit. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it's no. It sounds. Oh, it sounds really cool. Like Tom, I'm never fish. gonna get to it because I'm playing The Witcher at the moment. So. Oh, so am I. I remember ages ago, Russ said, we, "Well, we uh, you said something like, oh, you gonna play The Witcher?' Like if you like that sort of stuff, you know, like if you, you Russ loves Skyrim, and Russ's response was, "It's too." big it is it's too big lynn it's too big <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, there's no time in my life for that but you know you enjoy yourself i I've, I've put two days into it i looked at my thing i thought how have i put two days into it? all i've done is fuck around and try to play gwent with everyone yeah. what's going on with my life i go up yeah. and go oh i've lost my family would you like to play gwent <laughs> that's my response to everything because i'm after other cards so i can go and play 
other people at Gwent that I can't beat until I've got the better cards. You do realise you could just buy Magic the Gathering cards. It's not all I'm doing. I'm defeating monsters so I can earn money so I can go buy more Gwent cards. Something's wrong. Something's Mm. fundamentally wrong. Ah, you say that, but I did bang a chick last night. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Which one? I think I can't remember her name. Is 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 something? Oh, like... you're such a whore. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kara, uh, Kara. I, I... Oh, Kira. Kira. The, the sorceress. Yeah, yeah. Well, the witch. The saucy sorceress. The saucy yeah, yeah. sorceress. You know... Is that why you're called the Witcher? <laughs> <laughs> that is totally staying in. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Th- I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, it does seem to be one of those games where it's like. We're totally catering to the lowest common denominator of our fans here. Yeah. You can totally bang chicks in this one. Like, and you can see some rock solid polygonal boobs. It's like, oh God, not, sign me up. It's not great, but it's better than some some I've seen in the but it's better than Mass Effect. Gotta <laughs> 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 get one of them. Fully clothed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least there is some boobs. I mean, I I applaud a game <laughs> that dares to stride that chasm so, of should I show rigid boobs or try and make them bouncy like in that beach volleyball game? If you make I them bouncy, that all that does is say to the world, we employed a guy to work on physics <laughs> for these. That is what we put development resources into. Yeah, some yeah. dude modelling tits. <laughs> so I got in uh, one of the Grand Theft Auto 4 editions, there was a wiener in it, which, yeah. was, oh, which yes. was quite uh, quite refreshing. That must have been the ballad of Gay Tony. I think it was, but mm. it, was, it was, yeah, that was it. It was the, like the senator, and you go and see him in the, yeah. in like a, a sauna or something. <laughs> he just stands <laughs> up and he's got his cock out. <laughs> no. Trevor in um, Grand Theft Auto Five uh, gets his balls out at some yeah. point, doesn't he? You get a horrible, like, you know, the goat. <laughs> you get that. You get the sort of from the back, like, oh, God. <laughs> so the serious subject of uh, authentic survival games that we were talking about. It's already completely yeah. derailed, and we're yeah. talking about boobs and wangs. Um, yeah, well, so yeah, it can be, it can be. It, 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 if it's woven into the mechanics of the game really well, it can be really good. But yeah, imagine it can just be super frustrating if you've got like half an hour to to you know, oh, let's just you know, I'll get on the I'll get on the computer, I'll play a bit of something, and in that time, all you do is well, I, I need to have a snooze, and I've got to brush my teeth, and I've got to fill in a tax return, and then <laughs> I just need to complete these checks on my horse before I get on it. Oh, I've got to turn it off now. But, yeah, but I and can't. Then... I can't save any of this because I don't have a magic saving drink. So I'm just going to turn it off and have to start again. Ah, uh, that is time. that's mm. one of the things Kingdom Come Deliverance has. It's got a uh, something that I think you their drinks, savior solutions, oh, savior schnapps, savior savior schnapps. That's it. Yeah, it's that. That is just a bad idea because that just makes your game hostile to people who are intending to spend less than a full day playing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they have relented and put you can save and quit because mm. they, they wanted to stop you quick saving basically yeah. so that if you're about to do something you can't just spam the save button and always you know yeah like the sort of half-life doom way of just saving every single step you take <laughs> and then hitting quick reload which is pretty much how i played all the half-life games yeah but you have like the stupid platforming in half-life you literally have to hit quick save. That's true. When you jump between every fucking crate hanging over a chasm for no reason because it's impossible to do. I know exactly which bit, very near the beginning. Yeah. Uh where they are literally all hanging from chains and you every have to make time, yourself down um, way down to every time you get on a ladder because yeah. they're made out of trampolines and grease. Actually modeled <laughs> in the game as water. They are they use the same code as the water. So once you get onto a ladder you're stuck to it you can you can shimmy up and down and then you can only get out um, by, by jumping, by off, jumping of off of it in apparently a completely random direction yeah yeah it's just like why would why would crawl to the top of a ladder and then hurl myself to the floor be an option absolutely and do you know what actually half-life is a really good a good way of kind of broadening this discussion a little bit what about games where they may not have like survival mechanics, but survival at any costs is kind of a motif. Because mm. Half-Life is one of those first games that I felt genuinely under threat mm. all the time. In this kind of familiar, in you know, in the sort of movie world of this this um, uh, 
research facility thinking, oh, you know, I've seen films with like all this stuff. It's like a secret military thing, but now it's under attack from aliens. Oh my God, they're everywhere. And mm. every corner I turn, there's more and they jump in. And oh, fucking hell. And it's as the game progresses, you sort of slowly switch um, over uh, to the other side. You're sort of, then you're taking the fight to them. And you've had this whole sort of game of survival, which I think is probably why in the first Half-Life, everyone hated the Zen missions so much because it's such an abrupt yeah change changing to pitch because yeah. like you've been kind of making your way through this ruined um like i said under attack um research facility and then all of a sudden you're like you're just somewhere completely different the whole the whole like fucking 75 percent so 80 percent of the game is gone and that's it the best best part is gone half-life mm. 2 does it meticulously because it puts you on the back foot right from the start but as the struggle against the combine begins to shift to armed rebellion you start then becoming mm. more of a leader and you know you have all these I, see i love that sort of stuff i love games that make you feel under threat like resident evil mm. 7 makes you feel under threat for all, all the, the good resident evil are yeah. masterful at that the mm. you know the rationing of resources and the the slow cameras and the the the, the sound design everything is designed to just make you never feel relaxed yeah. well survival horror in general isn't it it's mm. such a massive thing I mean, we're going to talk about survival games we can't not talk about survival horror games which are no, quite are huge at the moment there's, there's there's a number of really good ones as well Resident Evil 7 is a really good one it is Alien Isolation was a really oh, good one as well it's brilliant mm. but to be fair the gameplay itself strip everything out and it's one of those ones where it would it would have worked, but I don't think would have like it would have worked if it had been sort of transposed into another universe where it's just a monster mm. chasing around a space station. But because they so meticulously <clears throat> recreated yeah. the feel of the films and the first sort of um, the sort of janky functional future, it just was seamless. But it doesn't mm. it doesn't work if it's an aliens game and they give you a gun. And no, it was just running really. around killing aliens. No. Well, that, that um, was Colonial Marines, wasn't it? And exactly, was dreadful. Yeah. Which. Apart from having a good PR campaign, mm. was shit. Yeah, it was terrible. It had a good PR campaign in the sense that they completely lied about the game. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, it was really good. So, I mean, survival horror, part of the fun of survival horror and why it's so popular is because it doesn't give you everything you need to survive. You have like to be that ever. last element. Yeah. The, 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 oh, otherwise, it wouldn't be a game, would it? It would just be. It's a big glowing green exit sign. And but then, then three hours of you sitting <laughs> arguably, on your ass at home. Arguably, yes. you get that in some games. Walking simulators are, is a genre that, that could be considered. You get everything you need, and all you do is experience it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's debatable whether or not those are games. I mean, I love them. I, I, well, good, not, the good not, ones I love, yeah. I'm not disparaging them, but yeah. they are... More, I kind of think of those more as interactive entertainment yeah. or, or storytelling. So Firewatch, for example. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, a, for a game... To be a game, and I read quite a good book about this a few mm. years ago. But the sort of that basically it, it's overcoming challenges and mm. doing work in a satisfying way. And that th something like Firewatch, you're not really overcoming any challenges. You're not doing anything. You're, you're not, just you're not story. problem solving. You're just going from A to B and reading mm. more of the story. It's phenomenal, yeah. really enjoyable. But I wouldn't mentally classify that as a game that's like gone home is the same as well it's replayability mm. i would say firewatch's replayability is certainly one of the things that limits its purchase for me mm. and they say oh but you can explore the wilderness and i kind of think to myself i could but i'm not going to no because mm. i'm playing the witcher right now yeah and, and you can really explore the wilderness in the witcher it's i mean again like ross says it's just it's so big there are times when i look at the world map and, and I that's see not the whole map the, and I see the question marks, and I just think to myself, like that's that's literally just one area, mm. and I've I I don't I don't know when I'm going to get over there. I got yeah. into a boat and punted around for a mm. bit and found an island, and I fucked around on the island for about half an hour, <laughs> like picking flowers, yeah, for potions, <laughs> and then I sort of questioned myself what I was doing with my life. Yeah, I went through that phase in Skyrim actually of like harvesting. Yeah, every potion ingredient you find, and then you're like, you can just buy them. Yeah, and I'm really rich, so uh, I'm not. See, I'm not I'm, very rich in the Witch. No, right? that's the other thing. That's the one thing the Witch does, and I suppose we could link that to survival in the loosest possible way. Well, it or, doesn't give you much money, limiting your ability you, you to protect yourself. Well, so yeah. minted in Skyrim. Yeah, 
it's it does sort of start to become a bit money. Any anytime I come close to getting rich in The, the Witcher, I buy more Gwent cards. So it doesn't doesn't ever happen. You got a problem, dude? No, no. There's you a challenge for boobs. I've said I've said that I'm not leaving Velen until I've done at least eighty percent of the challenges, eighty uh, percent of the secondary quests because I've done. I don't want to give anything away. I've done the main part for Velen in terms of the search for Siri. Um, but isn't that that's the bloody Baron's yeah. family yeah. quest, isn't I've it? Done all of that, yeah. The ghost from Slytherin. <laughs> what? That's the bloody Baron, isn't it? That's um isn't that Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah. Twatty, the Sli- Twatty Twatty Potter. House ghost is the bloody Baron. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> no <laughs> oh. Vicious. Anyway, back to the Witcher. <laughs> it's um yeah so there's one of the challenges is that you've got to beat three people at Gwent three specific oh you still talking about people. fucking Gwent 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 is survival that's how I'm linking to this no Gwent is your means for survival you'll you'll get there Tom I promise you oh, well, no, did you guys I... ever play any of the uh, sort of pre-PUBG but kind of like the armour mod type things so things like DayZ mm. and Rust yes so, I did weird funny you say that because DayZ is coming to Xbox which mm. I'm very excited about mm. and I, I think, never, I think I never we should squad them, that shit I we quite should... enjoyed watching the uh Watching some of the YouTube videos, I mean, just people like the civilization gets stripped away from them in minutes, <laughs> sort of like instantly reverting to feral animals, taking people hostage, and yeah, yeah, or all, all, all the sort of like befriending people and then just clubbing their brains out with a rock to steal their small their small backpack. <laughs> do, I mean, we we could include PUBG in this conversation. It's essentially. All you have to do in that game is survive. The way yes. I play it, it's a survival horror. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is. Fuck, is another person. I'm dead. Me and have, have you guys played it together? No, not yet. We need no, to. Yeah, I've, I've not had any time to, we'll to get online. Have a night where the three of us get together and we'll play PUBG. Yeah. You guys don't need to hear about this. But um, we. I, all... No, I, I think our listeners genuinely care about our limited social lives. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, that's all you do in PUBG. It's, it's different. It's a different kind of survival game, isn't it? You, you don't have to eat, obviously. You don't eat at all, but you do land near a building. And if it's you versus one other guy for a, for a house, you're either punching the shit out of them or you're trying to be the first person to find a gun. Yeah, quite right. Which we've fallen foul of. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. Me and Tom came third, didn't we, recently? We, we did. We with that. We did. Um, did you encounter any other people? Yes. Right at the end when right they killed us. <laughs> we, we just... It was one of those games where the wind of favour was blowing in our direction yeah. at mm. every single step until we got down to the last tiny just circle. Four people left. Four people left and, it, and two of them were us. Um, and we were, we were hiding behind a tree when some dude with a really low-level machine gun just came jumping over this little brow this time we were literally it was like this hill was like a sort of an almost vertical peak either yeah. side and, that and we were on one side and he just leapt over shot us a bunch of times shot well killed dan yeah. then killed me and that was it we came third that's the highest we've ever got yes it was it was awesome but we didn't kill i started I, my mistake was i started thinking <laughs> about what i'd do if we won like oh, I'd be so dude. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's dude, no. Because no, you were too busy going. Oh, <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm gonna have to kill someone eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I've graduated to shooting at people. I don't think I've actually shot a person yet. No. I've okay. shot at people. Or more yeah. like the I've shot like around people, sort of yeah. pop fiction style. It's not the easiest <laughs> game in terms of aiming. <laughs> no, also like I, I want to go and have like a practice with the shooting mechanics, but there's not really a way you can do that. They've got to they've got to start including that as well. So now we've just moved on to survival-ish games we like. But that's the point. I mean, the thing is that, you know, we're, we're doing what I like to call gonzo pod, uh, podcasting, which is we start with a topic and just let it develop. Mm. We're, we're mm. still on the survival motif. I mean, like you say, PUBG at its basest form is survival. Yeah. And you know what? I defy anyone yeah. to say that the way that we play it isn't a, um, a fine way to play it. But thoroughly incompetent. <laughs> Just really badly and <laughs> getting into a Jeep and driving around in that. And whenever anyone takes a pot shot of us at us, we fucking 
put our foot down and we run away and we hide on the run top away. of a hill so that we can see everything. And we even we, we sometimes sing that to each other. We bravely ran away. <laughs> <laughs> when danger reared its ugly head, we bravely turned our tails and fled. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it does make you take a long look at yourself about how less of a man you could possibly be. <laughs> We're, uh, I always think, you know, I've got a better, you know, the rest of my life is better than all these people that win. Yeah. Because they sit there yeah. punched over their controller for 12 hours straight. Exactly. Whereas Any, me... Anybody better than me at PUBG is a social recluse. <laughs> doesn't have any friends, is, is what I tell myself. Exactly. Well, and while they're busy hoovering up all the lovely weapons and high-ranking armour, <laughs> me and Dan sat in a jeep on the top of a hill so that we can see anything coming our way. And then run away. And if someone comes, we know we, we need to run away. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm out of ammo again. Because <laughs> I've been blindly firing at seagulls. Um, yeah, it is good, though. I do like... I, I really do like that game. As uh, you know, And the Battle Royale thing has become something of a... Of almost a two-horse race at the moment. Mm. You've got Fortnite on the one hand, which seems to marry that kind of Overwatch cartoony style with... Two- to the point where Epic Minecraft. have pulled everyone off every other game to to work on Fortnite now. What's the uh, the one that's meant to be completely photorealistic, which the, all the marketing stuff just screams this is complete bullshit. No idea. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's a battle royale game. Yeah, but apparently it's basically like better than PUBG in every single respect. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, oh, yeah, of course. So far, <laughs> sure. there's nothing to show from it apart from a bunch of environment art at the moment. So what are we thinking? What are you trying to? I'm googling it. Photorealistic PUBG. PUBG. Um, so, Battle, uh, Royale. Battle Royale. There yeah. we go. Let's see. We're doing some live googling, everyone. Live <laughs> googling. And to the point where we had to read out what we were typing. Well, you could just trim this out. Yeah. What's it, what's it called? You could. I don't. The know. Real Hunger Games. No. No. Don't know. Oh, someone, someone here suggested though. I just seen that on there. Like, imagine if there was a battle royale mode in Crackdown. <coughs> that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Well, you love Crackdown. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, of course you'd love it. But if there was a battle royale mode in Crackdown, that's like the perfect game you could do that with. And I think um, the same about um, Tom Clancy's um, Ghost Recon. That's a good one. Uh, what, Wildlands? Yeah. I've, I've been told Wildlands is a colossal heap of dung. It's a bit boring. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's. Is it boring because it's repetitive? It's boring because the map's massive, and yeah, and you're doing the same things over and over again on a massive map. But that being said, the first time you're like, right, I've highlighted everyone in the base camp. I'm going to take him out first, take him out. Then I'm just going to go in, just just with a silenced pistol, take them all out, rescue the hostages, leave. It's fun. But then when you've done that for forty times and you realise you've opened a third of the map, it's not it's not much. They um they did try to spice it up by um uh there's like a predator mode isn't there mm. where it brings the predator monster in from he's a monster isn't he rather the predator eight yeah no I played that I, did, yeah. I did play it. it was it was fun that was fun that was that yeah. was fun yeah I can't find anything about this I can find PUBG <clears throat> and Fortnite by the way there I've read something about it this afternoon okay, okay. Where, where were we um so yeah the battle royale craze is just massive at the moment and. Companies. Is it a bit sort of like the new Flappy Bird, though? It's going to be... Because how many... I nodded on the podcast. I said yes. <laughs> yeah. How much of a market can there be for hundreds of Battle Royale games? Because the the central mechanic of them is all pretty... And I know there's a million Call of Duties out there. Mm. But surely that's the sort of thing you really get into one of them. I don't, I don't know. Do, do you so remember there could be loads and loads of battle royale games? But the, people love jumping on a bandwagon in the games industry. Do you remember a couple of years ago when everyone was building the four versus one games, mm. um, and none of them did well. Even the one they were all basing on did really badly, which has evolved. And the only one that's done reasonably well came out a couple of years later, which is the um, Friday the Thirteenth one, and that's probably mostly because it's a licensed game. <clears throat> what do you mean? What like co-op? Sort of. Uh, yeah, so you've got four people versus one, and the one's mm. super powerful. Based on uh, blockbusters, mm. where they have the team of two versus the team of one. There you go. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, so like, um, so, so I always think, evolve, for example. See, but I would always class Left for Dead um, in that as well, because it's basically you versus the director. It just so happens mm. that the director well, has a four. Is there not an option where you can have a person yeah, controlling is, the, yeah. the zombies? 
So, I mean, that's an option. But, I mean, most of the time it's just a co-op game, isn't it? Mm. But that, that was a similar sort of thing. After Left 4 Dead got huge, there were quite a few squad co-op games of various <laughs> descriptions <laughs> with, like, the same characters reskinned. So you had, you know, the the yeah. tank, the medic, the whatever the hell else they have. See, Evolve was quite fun, but... <laughs> Jesus. Do you know what? Someone, um, one of my mates um, just, just literally texted me a minute ago and he said, I was listening to your podcast on on the way um, up the uh, up to wherever you were. I think it was in West Lothian um, today. I've got to say, it's quite rude, isn't it? And I said, which one do you listen to? It was the one from January the 9th, I think, the last one. He said, there was a lot of talk of bumming. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we do that way. Yeah. Was that... What, what, was that... Why, did we, why are we talking about bumming? I don't know. I mean, these things happen. Yeah. One thing leads to another. I can't remember. We're no longer talking about survival games. <laughs> I can't remember why we were ta- why I was talking. Oh, yeah, survival games. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm quite excited by the prospect of DayZ coming to the consoles. I'm more excited about that than I am about Kingdom Come. Are you really? Because, I mean, like, if you spend your time hiding and running away in PUBG... Mm-hmm. In Day Z, you will just dig a hole and bury yourself. Yes, yes, I will. <laughs> but yes. I, I, I love PUBG though. PUBG is about as much fun. It's, it's, it's so tense, and I love it. I it love, is very I tense. Love, mm. I love when you hear the bike pull up outside the house you're in, and you've got an okay shotgun, and yeah. you think you can handle it, but, but then, oh, just not knowing what what's coming up the stairs. Oh, I love it. So I mean, it's fun. another person. Yeah. Or, or, or a grenade, like, usually. Yes. Yeah, well, that's happened yeah, to us yeah, People have learned now to... <clears throat> yeah, to sort of clear the room beforehand. Yeah. Do you remember that time we had that almost unassailable position in the top floor of that house? Yeah. And we were we literally had our guns trained on the stairs. And we were like, well, look, we're inside the circle. Let's just sit here and wait. And then, sure enough, we were just sort of lying on the floor waiting, like, oh, we're so going to nail whoever comes up here. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to fuck their shit up right away. And, yeah, just <laughs> plop. Yeah. Oh, shit, Dad, is a grenade. And then run the downstairs, guy, run downstairs. What's, what's the button for get up and run away? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last thing we saw was the guy f- pilfering stuff from our yeah. corpses. As you've been trying to crawl away from yeah. Yeah. I'm going down, I'm going up and, and I love I love jumping out of windows. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the noisiest thing you can do in the game. But it's so much fun. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh. Um see this is my theory though. If we're shit when we're in a situation in a game where it's like you versus everyone else mm. I think we're going to go like the other way completely when it's us against really everyone else and a zombie horde. I think with two mortal enemies and like a common problem, you, you think- and I are going to are going to sort of, you know, go completely the other way and be really brave and and cool. What what you're saying, Tom, <laughs> is two wrongs make a right. Yeah. Yeah. Make us right. I good. don't believe that's the case having played a bit of Resident Evil 7 before I went, no, fuck this game. When um, Marguerite was chasing me, uh, and I got to a bit where I couldn't figure out where to hide, so I went, "No, just take me, just take me. I can't, I can't be doing with this stress anymore." <laughs> and I think that's exactly how I'll be in a zombie apocalypse. Just be like, "No, nah, this is far too stressful. Just fucking take me. I'm done with this." What what uh, what scene was that in? It's one of the tapes. Oh, oh, you only got there. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's like so early in the game. Yeah, I know. Oh, so you must have... No, did you even kill Jack? Not in the car. You didn't kill him in the later on? Nah. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You've like seen 10% of the game. It's like Evil Within 2 is a lot of fun, but I got to a scary bit in there and I went, nope, done that. <laughs> Basically, I should stop playing survival horror games. Yeah, is, man. Isn't it? Just play PUBG. One of the best alien games uh, that I played before, um, you know, before the... Colonial Marines failure was the very first on the PC Alien Alien versus Predator mm. the Marine campaign of that was for its time terrifying mm-hmm. because the aliens were fucking wall running speed freaks they just came at you so fast the- I mean you shot them down pretty quickly but it was really well done a dark atmosphere it all felt kind of real there's nothing scarier than creeping around the atmosphere process of sub-basements 
um, trying to like not you know actually go, going around a corner is a struggle, especially when you're motion trackers. I um. I remember the always remember the alien game out of the Commodore sixty four, and it was really scary, but it was really good. You used to play with my family. It'd be usually like a weekend thing, see how far we could get on this game. And you'd have um, it was the aliens game. Yeah. So you'd have um, I think you had six marines, and you had to look after all of them, like sending them through rooms, and then like one of the motion trackers would go off, on like one of the other ones. So you had to quickly click to there, and like move rooms away from it and if you move back to one that had like an egg you'd die and so you're like your motion tracker and then you'd have like three motion trackers going off at the same time uh, and it would just cut to the <laughs> alien eating you and then you your your or, or your marine would suddenly just go fuzzy fucking terrifying but it was really good fun and you played that with your family yeah when i was young oh. and that worked out fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but now with the microphones up my bum <laughs> Man, I would. They're lovely microphones. Yeah. Um, Russ pointed out, like, it took me ages to figure this out. They say back on them, and I didn't realise that. So that's the way you point them. Do they? Yeah. Let, let's not lean around the microphone <laughs> to verify. Uh, well, oh. well, no, it does. I mean, I can verify that these have back written on them. Mm, that's yeah. really clever. That is really clever. <laughs> anyway, survival games. And that, that would probably be the first survival game I played. Fair dues. I think the first survival game I ever played was a game in my back garden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this guy came over the fence, came over the <laughs> yeah, pickaxe. With a machete. Um, no, it was... Uh, it, I don't really know what the rules of the game were. It was called... We called it Commando. And it basically was... You, wait, you had a sleepover with a load of your friends. And uh-huh. one of you was the Commando. And all the other ones were guards. And the Commando would go and find somewhere to hide in the garden. And would ha- uh, down the bottom would ha- would have to make their way in the dark up to the top, while the other three or four guys were patrolling as guards. Nice, like a wide game. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was good fun. I remember it was really scary because you're in the dark moving around and you can sort of see some people, but you yeah. can't really. We basically still do exactly the same thing when we go here for a stag do. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. sadly true. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like a blind man at an orgy, I was going to have to feel my way in. <laughs> Just... <laughs> the um. The last time we did that, didn't someone end up in a field with a bull? <laughs> like not realizing yeah, there was a bull we in there. Like on a, on a farm somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it was good. They get quite intense. Yeah, so and someone, people, one of our friends who's well, it's Duncan. <laughs> he's been on the podcast. He goes, yeah. he goes quite weird about it, and he'll end up like, he'll come back at five o'clock in the morning, going <laughs> with sort of like blood smeared across his face. So. I found a place about 15 miles away. I was about to say, he always travels far too far, like out. <laughs> and then at the last minute, you just see him running like a Monty Python sketch yeah. from fucking miles away to try and get to... Whereas the rest of us just go outside, have a fight, come back in. Basically, yeah. Is that is that what you guys do on your... You go not not exclusively, fight? but... <laughs> There's a lot of wrestling, isn't there? Give people the wrong idea. <laughs> There's a lot of wrestling. How would you describe it? There's a lot of wrestling. Well, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's that sort of thing. <laughs> a lot of wrestling in dressing gowns. <laughs> on, uh, in dressing gowns, on or yeah, with the the belt tied round our heads. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is sounding really weird. It is, yeah. And two of them always get in a fight, like an actual fight because of it. <laughs> might cut that out. <laughs> I might not. <laughs> <laughs> then they make up the next day. Yeah. We um we went despite the survival horror that we've gone through <laughs> in just growing up. Yeah. I don't know what was the first one. I think maybe the do you remember uh, Space Hulk? Yes. It's oh. not it's not really I mean it's probably just an action game, but I was really bad at it. That's but a survival it, game. It felt quite sort of survival horror y. And the way you you know, you can only see what one of your terminators can see at any one time. Brother Lucius The fact that they can only turn in fucking ninety degrees at a time as yeah. well made them less, I can to your right less than efficient I warriors. I can to your left. There's a new death it's a good game. game. New new mm, yeah, it's pretty good. There's new literally space just game. you in a pipe with gene stealers. Yeah. 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 But you had like the tactical view or the sort of the you could see like the helmet mm. camera from any one of your you could take control of one of them, but then mm, the yeah. rest of them were just going on the orders that you'd given them. New space hulk game. Sorry. There's a new Space Hulk game coming to um, 
to Xbox One next month. Yeah. Might have to get it. Games Workshop games, very variable. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Space Marine, I, I picked up for about a quid 50 on PS3. Gears of Space Marine. No, Space Marine. Yeah. Oh, Gears of Space Marine. <laughs> All right, yeah. It's, it's really good fun. It is, isn't it? Which one's Space Marine? I it's the one where you play... Gears of War, but Space Marine. It's the one where you play the... Um, I don't know. Phoenix. That's Gears. Run around hunched over a lot. Got a gun with a chainsaw on it. Yeah, yeah but you get a jetpack. Yeah. Don't have that in Gears And of like War. bolt guns and everything. I mean, it's fucking brilliant. It really is great. And lots of like running around with swords and shit like that. I mean, I don't really know what I'm doing half the I'm, time. I'm on a, it's great. I'm currently on a very dangerous precipice. Um, basically, I got Necromunda. Uh, someone bought me Necromunda for Christmas. Right. Because I'm 12. And. Um, <coughs> I played it this weekend and I forgot how much fun it was. So now I'm at the point where I'm on the Games Workshop website, like on a daily basis, I would say, gang, oh, I could get that. I quite fancy like a gang yeah. because it's an inherently limited amount of models. Well, bro, get a gang, get over to mine, and we'll we'll, I still we'll need to duke it out. My fucking towel. Fuck the towel off. Just get you get yourself your ten models for your gang. Come over and we'll we'll yeah. duke it I, out. I, I fancy a Delac gang. So when they when they if they issue a new version of that, I'll probably get that. It's um, slapheads in trench coats. Q three, I think the Delang. Delang. Q three. Yeah. Q. Yeah. Swat. <laughs> <laughs> Necromunda is a survival game. No, it's not. No, not really. It's just it's snakes. And it's doing, it it yeah, is sort yeah. of. You've got to try not to part with all your money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't game. afford bread. <laughs> Games Workshop's business model so yeah. when I was growing up was like how can we extract the maximum amount of paper round money <laughs> yes. yeah they've annoyingly got a lot better at that now they're, they're much more reasonable we live on, really the, on the money of they've virgins. targeted our generation as the yeah. generation they're going to fleece for yeah. their entire lives yeah because so as they... we've got older so has their target audience yeah. we're still the same fucking people that is tough. I mean, what does what does the Games Workshop do after that? Like after what, when your we generation died die off? and stop buying plastic from them? <laughs> yeah, quite. It'll be it'll be like VR or something by then, won't it? Mm. Nobody's going to actually buy little models and move them around tables. There's less of that. That's less of an aspect of it now, anyway. Don't know. There's always. I think there will always be that sort of. This is how it was actually meant to be played. But it's it's kind of it has got kind of lighter. If you think about like back in the nineties, people would have you know. 500 models in their Warhammer hmm. armies. You, you know, you have those massive trays to move whole units around at once. Yeah. And it's gone much more sort of skirmish-based. Never, I never really got into units. it. I always liked the look of the models. The, the other thing they've done is they've branched into the, the board game market. So mm. you can get, get, like, games in a box now. <gasps> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. One more for luck. Is that bad? Is that bad podcasting? <laughs> yes. Oh, is it? Just is tell me, and I can tell you what, Tom. Tell me you're going to burp, and we can go. Uh, I think I left it on mute. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> yes, you left it on. So, mute. like, let me know you're going to burp, and I can mute it. Or okay. hit the uh, like the chorus reverb effect. <laughs> oh, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, sorry about that. I've got to stop that. That's really bad. <laughs> I do feel quite ashamed. I don't feel that ashamed. It's fine. <clears throat> so, um, so generally, we're in favour of sort of survival horror. Not as much of a fan of the wanky. You have to find a typewriter cartridge in order to save your game type stuff. I don't know. That's got a place. Mm. That's got a place. I think it's more the has to be very carefully used. Yeah, Remember, like the first. Um, it's like overkill. You know, it's... first. What's it called? You know, zombies in a shopping mall thing. Dead mm. Rising. Dead Rising. The save functionality and the progression thing in that was so opaque and confusing that you just didn't really have a clue what was going on. Yeah. The way the way you could just be bimbling around and then you just get a big thing saying, Well, you failed <coughs> because you didn't do the right thing at the right time. <coughs> you know, honestly, I played that game and I was having the a whale of a time jumping around, kicking zombies in the face and stuff like that. And it was probably about half an hour into it where it suddenly just went, you failed. And yeah. I thought to myself, what the fuck has I, have I failed? What have I... I yeah. How so am I supposed to have gotten... Here's this massive open space <clears throat> with thousands and thousands of toys and an unlimited horde of zombies. Go nuts! But you've got five minutes of that and then you, have, you really 
quite a strict schedule that you've got to stick to. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and fight some bosses who you will literally be unable to kill because they have such unpredictable... Uh, and if you take too long on it, then you're going to fail anyway. Mm. It's It was so ridiculous. And of course, you know, I sort of went, all right, fine, well, I'll diligently play the plot then. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. It's just the last vestiges of a cold here. I was very brave about it. Maybe <laughs> didn't survive, but I'm all right. And um, <clears throat> oh, Dead Rising, yeah. And um, then suddenly, like the zombies turned into like their red-eyed nighttime zombies. Yeah, like triple power. Yeah, and fuck that. Like, the second one tried to make it a little bit more easy, but there was still the whole, like, oh, you better get your little girl some of that Zombrex, otherwise yeah. she's going to die. And that was, like, seemed to be the only kind of time pressure thing you had to do. It was, like, every 12 hours you had to find some Zombrex. Mm. Yeah, but you could end up with sort of one or two to spare. Yes. It was, it was less less annoying. And yes. Not this, but the so, boss fights were still fucking irritating. The boss fights are really irritating in those games. Yeah. It's not, it's not what it's designed to do. <clears throat> the mechanics of it are... You know, slaughtering cloud clouds, crowds of zombies. Yeah, which is very fun, especially mm, if you've got yeah. a baseball bat with nails through it. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it feels like they took the fun away from from what should be you know going around. I love just the baseball bat and nails. Like, the way it gets stuck in their head, yeah, sort of like yeah. put his hand on their his foot on their shoulder and sort of yeah. yank it out. Yeah. Really yeah, horrendous, sickening, wet pop. <laughs> It was good. I mean, I did enjoy that. I mean, to be honest, it was one of those games that you just sort of like you'd, you'd fuck off the story and mm. just yeah have it, some fun. It's, it was it's a really good sandbox game. Yeah, but yeah, don't then put loads of weird arbitrary limitations on what you can do it's when. So odd, isn't it? And then the, everyone got really well. All the like major fanboys, the ones that go, "I'm not a fanboy," which means yes, you are a fanboy. Mm. Um, sort of decried Capcom's decision to. Um, remove all of those limitations and I think it was the fourth one where they just made it about you know do what you like yeah have fun play it uh, do the missions if you want to um, yeah maybe that one took it <sighs> bizarrely that's that was survival but it had none of the whole you need to sleep you need to eat mm. and stuff it was just you just if you want to finish the game you, you've got to do this now um, you know, to actually progress the story. Whereas things like Fallout New Vegas, the um, survival mode on that is still bedded into the, the game itself. Mm. Like, you know, you you can still do all the story missions and stuff like that. You might just find yourself halfway through a fight having to, having to sleep mm. or um, drink. And I don't know, I kind of like that. But then there's other games like The Forest, mm. you know, dropped in the island with all those zombies. Build a house, survive. <coughs> Excuse me. A little bit of sprite went down the wrong way. Oh. Yeah, sorry about that. There it is. Um, that was quite good. And then there were other survival. Ga- I'm just waffling on now. Until like, you know, you know the, the boring. You know, like the boring priest in Father Ted. That, <laughs> that's, that's, and then there was the time <laughs> when. Then there was the time my housekeeper. I. I uh, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You start doing that in meetings, just like yeah, waffling. Yeah. So much going, oh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah, all these people sort of looking at the ceiling. Oh, fuck it <laughs> so, is anyone going to buy Kingdom Come? Yeah, I think I will. Really? Yeah, I really want to play it. I quite like that the it's sort of medieval, and you get to wear iron. Mm. <laughs> and it's, it's super realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So like only flame breathing dragons, no ice dragons or anything like that. No, no exactly. Yeah, might be one right up your alley because mm-hmm. you like flame breathing dragons. Absolutely. So, what, like, what's what's the main like? What are you doing in it? What's your vibe? You are, I think, you're called <clears throat> Henry, <clears throat> and you're a, I think you're a blacksmith's son or something like that. Classic. Yeah, and it's it's pretty much you just survive the world. There's stuff going on. There's stories. There's um, a nice, um, they say, a very nice kind of tutorial um, first couple of hours of nice fetch quests and stuff like that. But um, they, the thing that compels me is that you can take Henry in kind of, you know, a good or bad direction. You mm. can be a thief if you want, but there's this whole thing of if you break into a house, it might be a house with a master who has dogs. And the dogs wake up 
so you have to kill a dog. But by that point, the master will have woken up as well, and now you've got to deal with him as well, and you've probably just fought two dogs who've savaged your arms slightly, so you won't be able to swing a sword too well. Or you might decide to make money the honest way. Apparently there's some excellent bits where you have to play detective, if you like, mm. and sort of solve crimes that have gone on or solve thefts and stuff. And apparently that's just brilliant because mm. it's all in sort of dung-slinging medieval history and um, it, it just seems really compelling to me. Mm. The idea that when you put on a um, like a helmet, your visibility will be realistically obscured oh, by God. all the little like you know little slits and stuff like that it'll be just like wearing armored helmets i kind of like that that's that's quite cool i think that would be really good fun um but yeah essentially you're just a kid in medieval um the medieval world trying to find his way mm. um which i quite like quite like that idea sort of rags to riches yeah i'd be interested in playing that i'd be keen polygon has said that kingdom come deliverance is beautiful but boring why do they? Why is it boring? an immature, awkward thing, but not without the graces? Hmm. Steam ratings say give it seven out of ten, but I, I guess it's not for everyone. I mean, mm. there's yeah, that, that sort of rating just kind of means if you think you'll like this sort of thing, yeah, you'll probably yeah. enjoy it. Otherwise, maybe not. I don't tend to put too much. Um, I don't tend to put too much stay on um, that kind of stuff. No. no. <clears throat> well, so, sometimes you just you just know that you know you're going to enjoy a game. A bit more because you're into that sort of thing yeah absolutely i mean i love survival horrors like you know silent hill 2 classic fucking love that mm. i think it's absolutely superb because it's got that psychological tinge as well um yeah i think in summation my personal point of view would probably be it has its place but as long as it fits the world mm. that makes sense if you it doesn't want... just make the game literally difficult to play mm. yeah because like you said a game still has to be a game it can't be a chore. It can't be like a second life, a second commitment. Although there are plenty of other games that marry these kind of mechanics and it has absolutely no place whatsoever. That suddenly it's like, oh, you need to eat. Mm. You're like, well, are you fucking kidding me? I don't need to drink or anything, but I need to eat. Mm. That's the one mechanic I've got. I've got to have some food. Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck's that about? <laughs> I can't actually think of an example right now, but I'll mm. get angry about it anyway. I think I'm, if I'm going to sum it up, I'll sum it up with just holes is holes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah, cool. uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like Sometimes it can just feel <laughs> you like... You know what I mean. <laughs> I know what Tom means. <laughs> sometimes it feels like they've just set a bunch of timers and they're called, this one is food, this yeah, one is yeah, sleep, yeah, this yeah, one is yeah. drink, and it, they're yeah. just ticking down, but it's not really... It's just an, a pointless hurdle. It, yeah, do you know, I, one game I might actually level it at, maybe a bit unfairly, is... I don't really understand why in Far Cry 2 your character had to contract malaria. I don't mm. know why that had to be something you had to manage. Because if you did some missions, which you were probably going to do anyway to get hold of the weapons, yeah, you then just got malaria pills, which as soon as you had a malaria attack, you took some malaria pills. Mm. And it really didn't happen that often. <clears throat> and it didn't really become that much of an annoyance. Actually, what became an annoyance was the fact that you, you'd gone so long without one that you were just like... Oh, been like two or three hours of playing now i'm bound to have a malaria attack so i better go and do that fucking me it was just like it was just so inconsequential well no it wasn't yeah so like it totally distracted you from what you were doing which i think if you're if it's far cry it's about open world and experimentation and admittedly it was far cry 2 before the brilliance of far cry 3 mm. which to be fair actually has a strong survival motif in as well yeah definitely yeah, well, yeah. When you're in the water wading with sharks because you want to build a new wallet, then yeah, it's weird, that, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? That that's actually probably got to be up there with the really arbitrary survival things. If you want to carry more guns, you've got to go kill a shark. Yeah, to make a <laughs> pouch. Yeah, why and, a shark? The shark, shark is the most powerful thing in the, in the game. Pouch. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I think it's when survival elements are forced into games. That's not why you play the games. Really weird example of this. Not really a survival element, but uh, do you remember how good Spider-Man Two was on the PS2? I do. And like the idea of just roaming around New York, mm. just stopping muggers, throwing yourself off the Empire State Building, see how low you can get before you swing away. It was just fun. It was like a fun open world game. Well, Spider-Man Three, they added the the whole the black symbiote thing, mm. and what it meant was 
uh, that every now and then you had to, if you're having too much fun, basically, there was a chance you'd turn into to Venom and then that became a problem because then you'd turn evil and you got it. It's like, it just took the fun out of it. It's like, well, mm. can I not just be, can I just have the black suit and have fun at the same time as well? Yeah. Is that not allowed? This no, because otherwise you have to have Tobey Maguire's emo hair. <laughs> but yeah, it's he. It, it's not the right game to be doing that. If you're playing a survival, if you're playing Dark Souls, you're playing Dark Souls. Fucking hell, yeah. You know, and that's not really a survival game, but you, you know what you get. Oh, I don't know. I think I think that is a is actually one of those games that crosses the boundary of of almost good taste, really, with how utterly invades <laughs> your mind. Yeah, playing Dark Souls is the. I suppose the sexual equivalent of smacking your bollocks with a paperweight, you know, just to feel something. Well, yeah, but also as well, you're the one that does it. Mm. You know, every time you die in Dark Souls, it's not because you've been cheesed or your hitbox was, you know, unfairly clocked. You fucked up and you died. And you've died and you've been punished for being killed. <laughs> yeah. You mm-hmm. have to now find your corpse, get all your humanities and your, and your souls back. Um, it's it's so so tough Hmm. it's so tough it's just so tough yeah but rewarding and that's why people play survival games (coughs) so like I just I will not go back to it I will not go back it's just too hard I do not have the patience to do do a second playthrough I really don't just never bothered plus there's no Gwent so you know not not bothered about it yes there is though one of the most um incredible examples of environmental storytelling mm. to be seen in that. I mean the I mean every aspect of it is just fantastic. From the primordial serpents to the um the spires of Anor Londo, it's just it's just so well done. You know, store more stories revealed by item descriptions than by characters. Mm. It's just a dead dying world that is on the cusp of the last flame of hope being snuffed out. Yeah, yeah, it's really romantic, but at the same time, it's fucking hard as nails. Yeah, it's not for me. That's for sure. <laughs> well, it's because you play like two or three hours of a game, and then you're like, ah, oh, done it. I've put two days into into Witcher. I know, but you would admit that it's probably that's quite a rare occurrence for you. That's not fair. Last year, I put I hundred percented Watch Dogs too. Bar a couple of races. No, but see, that's what I mean. It's yeah. a rare occurrence for you mm. to, to invest yeah, you, you yourself. You play a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Not to completion. Yeah. I'd say it's a rare thing for you to be properly invested. Yeah. And that's not, I'm not saying that's criticism because I'm exactly the same. There, you know, like with Skyrim and stuff like that, I'm quite happy to fire up a game and play through, you know, Thieves mm. Guild, uh, Dark Brotherhood Guild. But when it comes to the sort of the wider exploration and things like that, I just go and fuck off. I just I just go yeah, find yeah. a cave and and mince about in that, and then I'm like, I, you know, I'm done for a bit, and I'll, I'll probably fire it up in a few months' time and get lost in it for a bit. Do the Dark Brotherhood quest line again. Yeah, <laughs> I just I can't get enough of that one. It's such a good quest line, brilliant. Anyway. Yeah, no, you're right. It's rare for me to actually sit. Yeah. I think part of it's like, well, everyone bangs on about how big this game is. I'm determined to finish this game now. So. You're never going to be able to 100% it. You're, no, I know, you will, I know. You will you will lose interest before that happens. Oh, totally. Totally. But at least, I, I mean, I've already put in enough to say that I've probably got my money's worth from The Witcher. So, I'm happy about that. I um, It's got two um, expansions. Yeah. Hearts of Stone. i them as well, yeah. Blood, blood um, wine? Blood and wine. Blood and yeah. wine. And, yeah. And so, they, they, they just good? kind of... They just, they just, they just add they're... new areas, don't they? Apparently, they, they, they are new games, basically. Oh, bloody hell. Um, speaking of, of decent games, a um, little bit of news. Okay. News, 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 news. Uh, it's not really news, it's just exciting for me. Uh, Spec Ops The Line has gone backward compatible. Yes, I saw that, and it's on sale for three ninety nine at the moment. Yeah, it's such a fucking brilliant game. Mm. <laughs> but you do know that I, I went into CEX over the mm. weekend and found that you can get it second hand on Xbox for about two fifty. Oh man, did you get it? No, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally bitched it. Yeah, well, I, I do kind of think. Well, I I did really enjoy that game. Don't want to play it again though. <laughs> no, no, no. I I just think it will be because uh, this because we know the story. Oh. Russ, are you gonna play it? No. <laughs> it's a um, it's a shooter with a conscience that makes you feel bad every time you kill someone, pretty much. Um, and then makes you feel particularly bad at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. 
Because you, yeah. Sounds you, like a laugh. Yes. It's fucking brilliant. It's not really even a survival game, is it? No. No, so we shouldn't really be talking about it. No, it was, that was a little news segment. Really. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. News, news. Um, have I got any news? No. No. Um, did we want to talk about uh, when games have got history just completely wrong? Yeah, let's do let's do a couple of uh, couple of hits of that, and then uh, I, yeah, we're almost at an hour. Mm. Well, we're over an hour, so let's yeah. Call it I, th- night I, in a minute. I think it's fair to say the franchise that's the most obvious to do this with is the Assassin's Creed franchise. I'm pretty sure all the major historical events are left intact. You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> so he's just hanging out with Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't affect anything that happened like, no. historically. No, I say generally they're pretty good. They, but they... Assassin's Creed Two does does take a couple of liberties. All right, example. No, I can't think of any because it's been so okay. fucking long since I played. So, like, I like the fact that there are things like the Tunguska event is caused by um, an assassin raid mm. on a Templar facility holding uh, a piece of Eden that explodes, causing that forest flattening explosion mm-hmm. back in 190 whenever yeah yeah, yeah. um it's, they're actually pretty thoroughly researched those games yeah. they do huge amounts of, like so all the incidental characters are real <clears throat> real people and the latest one you can just play as a tourist can't you there's a tourist mode on where you just go around and what ancient egypt yeah oh wow i haven't played that one yet i don't know if tourism was really a thing then no, and you're not an actual fucking tourist, are you? Okay, well, fine, fuck you then. Um, uh, I do like the backstory, even though it's never seen in the Assassin's Creed games, but the backstory to World War Two mm. in those games is quite well told. The idea that Churchill, Roosevelt and Stalin... No, sorry, Churchill, Roosevelt, Hitler and Stalin were all Templars... And to destabilize the political, um, uh, the political uh, um, environment of the world, they decided to stage the war. Mm. Um, so they staged this war. Hitler used a piece of Eden to mesmerize the German people to his way, um, and that was agreed upon. That you know, it's the Templars just went, "Well, you have this. You know, it'll everyone will follow you, and you can lead them into the war and all that sort of stuff." And just at the final part, the plan was always for Hitler to lose the war. Um, and at the last stage when he was just swapping himself with his double, um, mm-hmm. an assassin took a shot at basically who uh, assassin sniper had been hanging outside the bunker for days. Mm. Suddenly Hitler comes out for a bit of fresh air, shoots him in the head. Um, and that's it. And then that kind of kicks off this, um, sort of uh, the next sort of 60 years or so of the Templars rooting the assassins out which is when you get to the modern Mm. day and they're all but you know there's like little areas where the assassins still hold some power but then the Desmond Miles shit all starts happening really love that idea that it was a you know like the Clone Wars in Star Wars Mm. you know false war to destabilise public opinion Mm. and stuff like that it's really cool so I mean that's wrong. Desmond. Who calls the main character Desmond? Desmond Miles. Desmond Miles. Oh, this game's gonna be amazing, isn't it? Yeah, Blandy McBland. Anyone got any examples of when games have got history completely wrong? I can think of a few films, which is well, why don't we have a think of your films? Films good. Yeah, no, I need to games. actually stop and think of some films, but yeah. Oh for God's sake, you say I've got some films, but I'll have to stop and yeah, think of Yeah, yeah, no, films. I've got nothing. I got yeah. nothing, yeah. Uh, I didn't think of anything while I was I was there's, there's gotta be some some games that take history completely out of context and But it'll be it'll be done for the same reason as films, <clears> because if you make it realistic it won't be fun. Yeah, true. You know, they're they're always and this this goes back to a lot of the a lot of the sort of the survival mechanics that we talked about as well. You can make it as realistic as you want, but at the end of the day, if, if it's just become a real life simulator, nobody needs that. You've got to give credit to something like uh, Battlefield 1, for example, which I went out of their way to say, this is not actually World War I. <laughs> they, 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 oh, no shit. Yeah, they, 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 they gave the disclaimer. The battle horses. <laughs> yeah, they, they gave the disclaimer at the start, going, uh, none of this actually happened, it's just inspired by World War I. Inspired by World War One, that's probably the wrong way of putting it. Yeah, see the problem. The problem is, if it was really World War One, mm. it would be th- three, three and a half years of sitting in a muddy trench, throwing hundreds of thousands of men over the top and lots of death. Yeah, which doesn't for a few miles gain here and there. Yeah, which for um, 
good gaming doesn't make. No. no. Iron Storm, that was set in the First World War trenches, but in a First World War that had lasted so long it was 1970 by the oh, time really? the game starts, or 1960. Mm. Well, if we're doing an accurate like that, then Wolfenstein's not amazingly accurate. Well... I don't know. It's its view of Nazi control of a mm. Nazi control world is relatively is based quite yeah. um, shockingly accurately on the plans the Nazis had for the world. Mm. I think I mean, it, the the more recent Wolfenstein they have they actually are toned down. Yeah, there's less of the whole occult weirdness going on. Well, that's what the, the Nazi Party started as an as a cult, wasn't it? The originally, the original Nazi Party before it became anything else was a cult. Was it? Yeah, in the no. in the in the nineteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. But that wasn't the start of the Nazi party. Yeah, well, it was. It was formed by um, mutual love for witchcraft or something like that. They were they were obsessed with that. Sort yeah, of thing. exactly. Yeah. Well, I think elements of it were. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you had you had after First World War, you had a small fringe party called hmm. the DAP, yeah. which Arbeit's party, the the German Workers' Party, and you also had a national. Uh, is a National Socialist Workers' Party mm. and Hitler's leadership merged those two into NSDAP, which and the acronym shortened to Nazi. Mm. And that's it. But you, you had the, what were they called? The Blood and... There, oh, there, was, a, there was a subsection of them, yeah. and it, especially like in the SS, which were this sort of occult, um, weird ones that mm. sort of practiced the sort of pagan rituals and things like that, yeah. I don't know if the Nazi Party really it, it, existed. Its roots back in the come 1800s. from. Well, is this yeah. is this one of your conspiracy theory podcasts you've been listening to? <laughs> no, it's not a conspiracy theory podcast. It's a podcast though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not going to look it up. Yeah, yeah, you, Nazi Party <laughs> 1800. Yeah, it's uh, I'll I I when Mecca Hitler was born. <laughs> oh fuck you! I don't know enough about it to to really talk about it. So I'll shut up now. Mm-hmm. I think. It's okay. Like it's saying. not like I I know a lot about it. I mean, I know quite a bit, but you know. I mean, we should probably all shut up now. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that was nice. We spoke about survival and uh, not too much bumming this time round. There was some bumming. There was some bumming. Yeah. yeah. We didn't talk about it. We just got on with it quietly. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So shall I wrap this shit up? Go for it. Okay, so uh, thank you very much for listening. We uh, would love to hear your opinion on survival games. Um, is it a great mechanic, or is it just something that people shoehorn in for no real relevance? I think at the end of this, they might be thinking, we'd love to hear your opinion on survival games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So please let us know, um, because we would love to read about that. You can catch up with us on Twitter, and that's at 2MTOOH. You can catch up with us on Facebook, which is www.facebook.com forward slash TMTOOH, and on Instagram with our username at TMTOOH, where you can hear Dan and I singing uh, Nina Cherry's uh, Seven Seconds Away. Um, yeah, so enjoy that. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, I've been Tom. Goodbye. Russ. Bye bye. And Daniel. So, like, just watch it for the last 20 seconds. It's just totally <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.